Jordan, are we making waves, man? Oh, love asking that. It really awakens the echoes. I love going to check on this because every time I look, it's a surprise. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is mildly legitimate conversation <clears throat> amongst friends and lovers uh, about college football and lifestyle. Um, you can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. It is live. It is still rolling, believe it or not, against all odds. Um, we have an email address, semi-monitored, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. You can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. And uh, yeah, that's probably it for the socials right now. Um, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logwan the Dawn, and I'm coming to you guys from just balmy Stewart, Florida, where um, I don't know what to tell you. It's been hot, and I have we've really been we've really been just out in the in the teeth of the heat, uh, doing various things on and around the house. Um, so yeah, it's just nonstop good times over here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we've been getting plenty of rain over the last couple of weeks. Scoring conditions in the valley is green and soft and lush. The rough is thick, just the way we like it. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan, where you can find my Wordle scores. I'm still on that grind because I'm not a quitter. Uh, I almost broke my never tweet rule today when UVA dropped a helmet reveal video. Uh, They're churning out content. Respect. I, yeah. I'm fine with the helmet. Um, the biggest excitement factor for me is that we have who's back on the bumper above the face mask. I'm all in. Saw that, ready to run through a wall. Almost tweeted my excitement, but... The, the helmet was... Think. It was not a dramatic departure from... The helmets of of your it was right it? i think it's basically like we're going back to the simple uh, blue look for the blue helmet interesting i mean okay then, then that checks out i i didn't there was a lot going on with the bronco blue helmet. did you mind the bronco mendenhall era helmets i liked them personally but uh they were fine but i think like i like this blue helmet better I kind of like the, the different... Didn't they have the number on one side? and They had number on one side, side, V-Sabers on the other. I don't know why I like that, but I like that. That, that speaks okay. to me. I'm into that. All right. Who else is here? Good evening. It's very <laughs> nice to join you guys. My name is Jason Kreck. Uh, I am also in the friendly and brainy city of Harrisonburg. Wet. The wet um, city. Yes. Yeah, like very... Like very weirdly, an inordinate amount of rain, I'll say. Um, but it has it has made some several local courses look beautiful in the meantime, which is delightful. Truly, chief chief amongst them, the course in the mountains, I'm sure. Not but in the in the valley in the valley. <laughs> in the valley the valley courses are doing much better. Yes. What did I forget? I forgot something. What did I forget? It's been a while. I don't know. Yeah, you got Twitter, anything? Oh, yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. You want to drink your, drop your LinkedIn handle? 
I LinkedIn if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly on on LinkedIn and uh, TikTok these days. Um, yeah. If I ever not- caught you doing TikTok dances on the internet, <laughs> I would. It would be. Un- I would never log off. It would That's- be unending. The Even torrent. if I wanted to ever be on TikTok, which I don't, that would be more than enough reason to never <laughs> to, to TikTok even less than tweet. Uh, but yeah. I do occasionally tweet things, mostly rage about the Orioles uh, at Jason Kreck on mm. the Twitters. Um, yeah. Excellent. What are, we dr- what, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Anything good? I've got the Waterloo Cherry Limeade variant. Oh. It's delightful. It's the last of my box, so I got to hit target at some point and restock. Uh, I was very confident that I had beer in the fridge and that I didn't, so I mm. have the last Yingling. <laughs> this is how many times has have you had the last of Yingling on the podcast? That's actually that would be a tremendous Easter egg. It has to be at least six. There has to be at least Probably, six. This yeah. is my last Yingling. Um, Jordan joining you in the Waterloo game. This is the Blackberry Lemonade. It's it's good. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, I have embarked upon uh, some sort of a quasi fast challenge, and I have been not not partaking of the alcohol, and actually really only drinking just a ton of water. So this is a great change. I feel great. <laughs> it feels nice to feel some some different on the on the palate, you know. But anyhow, how, uh, how how would you compare? Since you're drinking a lot of just flat tap water, how's the Stewart? Tap water scene. How does it compare to some of the other places you've lived? This is a Ooh. lifestyle podcast. Yeah, all. no, the Stewart tap water scene is good, actually. Good, good tap water here. Um, I think we're pulling from the artificial aquifer, sitting above the, uh, the upper Florida and here in this part of the Treasure Coast. Um, good quality groundwater. But uh, I have lived in places in Florida. Well, not have lived, but I have. Well, I've visited places in Florida. You know, um, occasionally has some stanky water and Jacksonville, my grandma's house in Orange Park was really bad. It's just very sulfuric there. I think they're pulling from a different aquifer down there. So they have to use, they have to employ a slightly different process uh, to get the water. Jacksonville is still the saltiest tap water I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. They're pulling from a brackish aquifer up there, I believe. So Um, it took some getting used to. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I thought the water in Virginia beach was fine. I say I'm pleasantly surprised here. The problem I have mostly is that we don't have cold. Like the water does not come out cold at all. Yeah. <laughs> like it is it is very warm and just it's a little off-putting when you just like try to like, you know, maybe you just say you want to take a couple pills or something like that. You're just like, "Oh, it's just like warm like, water." Like you wake up late at night, you want to just, you know, just No, I yeah. I always have to do like a mental reset when I go visit you guys and like yeah. go get my first glass of tap water and i'm like wait is the sink in warm or is it on cold or do i have to wait for it to get colder oh no it yeah yeah we, we also are battling with the the reverse <laughs> all of our sinks i'm not really sure i mean we certainly have not fixed the problem but the guy who was here before us certainly did not have any um i don't know guiding light when it came to like which direction uh hot was supposed to be so all of them are different. I'm pretty sure the, the kitchen is different than the bathroom um, that you guys usually use. So <laughs> that's always like very confusing, which uh, which one of them is right. I don't know. Anyhow. But yeah, so I mean, you know how people like to do cold showers and stuff like. I mean, maybe during the winter. It gets a little it gets a little frosty, but 
mean, right now you could take a you could take an ice cold shower and it would be like 85 degree water. <laughs> so <laughs> not exactly shocking the system, but hey, it's all good. If you guys would like to learn more about Florida's aquifer system, I could tell you more. Um, then pretty you got a brochure you could send us. I have been. We could put it on uh, the website. If you get some weird, weirdly enough, work has, work has taken me on a deep dive into Florida's aquifer <laughs> system recently. So, hey, I'm out here. We're learning things. Anyhow, um, cool, guys. Well, hey, I, I'm glad we are uh, back. The season is, what, what are we, two weeks away from the season starting? Yeah, week zero. Yeah. Each year, we, we, we push this thing right up closer and closer to the bitter end. Um, yeah, I think we got this year a full a full seven month hiatus. We yeah, because we a I think we skipped sorts. Did we skip basketball? We didn't really. Part of it, yeah, we skipped March Madness this year. Yeah, March got a little off the rails for me. So, understand. Yeah, you want to you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I can start. I can start up. Um, the Wheel Route Podcast has spawned. Uh, there is a <laughs> there is the a new <laughs> there's there's a new life a new a new young wheel route runner uh, running around here. Uh, no. Shout out to the family. <laughs> Shout out to the family. Um, uh, Emily, chief amongst them. Uh, but yeah, we had a we had a baby boy in February, so that was exciting um, and continues to be exciting. And uh, yeah, all systems go there. Things are good. He's getting big, smiling, laughing. Kind of. He's not really crawling just yet, but he's doing the thing where he like launches himself forward and then launches himself back, and then we'll like barrel roll twice so he can like work his way around the room in like a weird pattern not like uh i think he knows where he's trying to get to and he will eventually get there but it's sort of like a you know one of those like random like brownie in motion things like eventually you'll you'll get there but um yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun he's cute as a button so works out yeah yeah you guys you guys cranked out a cute one um <laughs> since thank you since formally accepting the mantlehood of of fatherhood, what would you say is the most dad thing you have done? Well, um, like oof. you signed up for three different rewards programs at all the home improvement stores. <laughs> you, you know, that, that I, feel like, I feel like Manny. Logan's like he has a, a long, he's got a greasing into it for, for a while. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's got a longer history of dad. I don't know. We've been doing, I mean, we certainly have been doing all of the, um, all of the, the, the home improvement projects for sure. But I mean, that's not necessarily, uh, the realm of only fathers. Um, yeah husbands and fathers, brothers and fathers. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, if, if one if one jumps to me, I will think about it. But uh, I mean, I've been going to the gym at 5.15 in the morning. Wow. So that's early. Yeah, um, yes, it is. It's just like super dark when you get there and when you leave, which is the worst, <laughs> the worst, the worst part of it. But really actually, startling. It's, it's getting better. It's getting better now. So um yeah so i've been doing doing a little bit of that so maybe maybe that's one but yeah i don't know i mean jason would accuse me of of um girding my loins for fatherhood long long ago so sure. i just i just did yeah fact. well i mean but yeah. he, he he would he would also do it to my face not yes, yes. not be a keyboard correctly, not be a keyboard warrior the situation as having been coming for a while <laughs> that's right anyhow um jordan tell me about your off season What's 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 going on? Not like we don't talk pretty much every day, but you know, let the, yeah. the, let the people know. Well, for the for the listeners who have been clamoring to know what I've been up to for the last seven months, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we last recorded low. in January. Um, I had a Vegas trip in March. Played a lot of golf out there. Some some games of chance as well. Uh, Was that when you played with the ladies in the sweatpants? Yes. Nice. Yes. That was uh, at Wild Horse Golf Club, I believe. Love I got, it. I got joined up with three lovely older ladies. Midweek game. We, t- we took it to the course. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so, yeah, been doing some traveling when I can, playing a lot of golf, doing a lot of work, and uh, excited to tackle college football once again. With the two of you by my side. Indeed. I don't think I've ever been like, I mean, I don't want to say ever, but like I'm very ready to get to some football. Um, I mean, usually like I get excited like preseason stuff, but like it just seems like all the noise and preseason stuff and conference realignment and just recruiting trash talk and everything is like, so I'm just over it. You know, I'm over like, it. I'm over it more than 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 usual um, mm-hmm. at this point. I and things like are even as, going well for some of my teams. As you, know, you get more experienced as a college football fan and older as a college football fan, mm-hmm. you go one of two directions in a hurry. Like you either become somebody who just like like constantly posts with like the stupid nicknames for all the others, like the criminals and stuff like that. <laughs> message boards, the knolls, or yeah. you become like us and you're just like, God, just shut the hell up. And play football. <laughs> let's let's put total leather and let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I relish my Saturdays in the fall. They're great. Those are, those are sacred days, you know, true. Truly. <laughs> Jason, tell me some good, man. Hmm. Let's see. What have I been up to? Uh, mostly just uh, playing far too much and spending too very far too much money on golf for like the last seven months. That's right. You guys tally, are getting tallied up the golf expenses for for fiscal year twenty twenty two. It's eye opening. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going down that road. It was no, probably a bad idea. That's I was between just, me and like, Jesus. There's it's no always point. the like. I wonder if I should like look at a membership somewhere next year and. I haven't even gotten to that point yet. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I see, I we've had this kind of we have hemming yeah. and hawing before, but like personally, I'm sure the membership I could make it economically beneficially beneficial yeah, to me. It would take some I, work. Yeah, and I would I wouldn't enjoy it. Like I yeah. one of the There's things one, I enjoy one course, you like, would be you out. would be duty bound. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I enjoy getting out, playing different courses. I like traveling. And playing, and I'd rather not feel like, well, I got to play Heritage 12 more times this year so <laughs> I can justify my membership. I would and, have to be break even. I would have to be in a situation like the no laying up guys where you're just like, I'm going to find every possible thing I can do on this golf course. Like, I'm going to try to break par from the children's tees, and I'm going to try to play. children's tees. Yeah, right. No, I mean, and that, that would be fun, I yeah. suppose. Um, if you, I mean, where are the places that people are actually members around you? I mean, there's other than the country club. Yeah, I mean, there's you can do Spotswood, but that ain't in the cards. Um, Lakeview and uh, and can you do as Heritage do members? Yeah, Heritage they have a season, season passes. Pass. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel advantaged down here because we like I don't know the the summer membership thing that a lot of the courses down here offer is actually like 
really plays right into exactly what I want to do. So like during the summer when you ostensibly can play a lot and it's easier to play down here more, you get uh, the discounted rates, most places. And then, and then you're a little bit less duty bound to like get your money back because effectively you just buy yourself a discount. So if you play like twice, you get your money back on, right. on a, you know, on a given. And that's the, that's the tough course, part is, is like, nice. you game out a membership up here and it's like, okay, all I got to do is like, if I walk like <laughs> 25 rounds this year, like right. then it becomes worth it, which like, it's not as daunting as it probably sounds, but like, that's why I did the whole, like, I'm adding it up. Cause I was like, I don't know how many times I play heritage or like <laughs> year and so yeah and it gets tougher because like i mean for for you like the weather like you're buying that summer, summer membership and the weather's good and all that stuff and like well, once you hit once of, you hit like yeah. late october here it's kind of a crapshoot yeah exactly well and that's what i'm saying it's like we we're, we're advantage advantaged down here for sure but i've always wondered i guess why more golf courses I, there's a place here that even during the season they offer like a it's almost like a punch card membership yeah. so you can for four hundred dollars you get 20 rounds of golf right. or something like that. And then you get a, basically a punch card and you just, you that's, you know, and then you can just go out and play against your allotment of rounds that you bought. I've kind of wondered why more places don't do that. Cause they could probably, I mean, I guess it, it might be similar, um, but you know, during the summer, at least it seems like it would make sense to do that for some of these places, but anyhow. Yeah. Oh, well. I think like, especially heritage jokes around here would benefit from getting creative with how they market access to the course. But shout out to them. They allegedly had revenue exceed expenses uh, for the past fiscal year. Wow. For the so hopefully that shout takes, out to COVID. <laughs> hopefully that takes some <laughs> of the, the public opinion heat off of the golf course for for a season. Or two. Yeah, I mean, public opinion heat that's been on that golf course. When did it open? Two thousand and like two. Yeah. Was like, yeah, I was in middle school, I think. Yeah. When construction started because we learned all about how the how the deer and the raccoons would be impacted <laughs> by their <laughs> ecosystem getting. Yeah, that was some, that was like some full on Harrisonburg drama. Yeah. You can't, you know, the deer and the raccoons. They they gotta have what they have gotta have corridors. That's why that stupid yeah. creek it goes through the middle of that par five right in the landing zone. So the raccoons can swim through. My nemesis. We didn't. We didn't have the any day I reach that green in two, I think I might get that hole tatted on my <laughs> or something. The smart move. One, one day we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, we did have the wheel route, uh, the wheel route uh, corporate retreat slash golf adventure extravaganza. We we played a lot of golf in some extreme conditions down here. So shout out to you guys for gutting through. Um, Shout out also to Emily for taking holding down the fort while say, yeah. there was like in just a lot of golf being played. Um, when was that? Was June, the end, yep. end of June? Yeah, last weekend of June. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. That was a lot. We we maybe we maybe could have could have stood to like take an afternoon off, but I mean I think we did it right as far yeah. as like um, 
if you're going to have multi locations, no if you're going to have multi locations, I think I do think we got bailed out the day that we got rained out for our back nine, the one place because we would have been extremely cranky. I think I think that's right. <laughs> if we had played home, two more two more hours, we had, of had golf. a two hour drive home to Emily, who had been solo dolo for forty eight hours, and we would have just been grumpy about golf, yeah. and she would have had none of it. We'd just been stinking, so. sweating. Um, I want to applaud us for getting really really good at taking our clubs in and out of our travel bags. Yeah. in parking lots near and far in rainstorms those first two days in orlando was a lot <laughs> um what was your guys uh favorite uh favorite course you played on the on the florida swing oh it was the die course get some me. pub yeah i mean i mine's grand cypress that's pretty easy well yeah yeah um I yeah i think i think we we've talked about this that die course up at port st lucy has like Every time I play it, it goes up my it goes up the list for me. I like it a lot. Um, friend of the podcast uh, just got a birthday gift gift card round out there, so I'm going to try to see if I can uh, slide out there. Yeah, um, before the local before, knowledge. Yeah, before the summer season's over. Um, but yeah, no that that course that's in that's in good shape. Uh, it would have been nice if if the uh, lightning alarm didn't go off and render our carts GPS useless. Yeah. Day and then I broke the yours and my and uh, range finders died, I believe, on yeah. The, yeah. at the same round. So, yeah, you guys were I going mean, through it. We're the, some real, I mean, we're holes. some real privileged folk here complaining that the GPS doesn't work and our range finders died. But yeah, how far I we've mean, come. I remember out there with David Whitehouse, the set of Wilson whippy sticks pacing off from the 150 mark, walking. I <laughs> just leave my bags up there. Uh, anyhow. Um, yeah, no, that was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been out to times or at least once, I think since you guys, um, almost got struck by lightning out there. Yeah. Big one, big, big, uh, big close lightning situation was kind of scary, but Hey, we shook it off. Did, did that GPS continue working through? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. They might've, they might've called us, they might've called us home. But I don't know. We did learn from our our guy at the uh, celebration golf course that uh, apparently in Florida it's play your own risk at all times. So uh, they can't actually kick you off. You can just play and try not to get struck by lightning. But it's I guess like they can turn your GPS like without a helmet. Yeah, they can incentivize you to come in by not giving you just yardages that are with plus or minus ten yards uh, yeah. of, of of reality. So anyhow, yep. No, it's been a good year playing golf wise. So. Thanks. It's been fun to uh, to track progress. Jordan, Jason, congratulations on your successes. Um, I hope to join you in Successville one day. Yeah. Things are things are going well. Things were going well up until like three weeks ago. I've been, <laughs> I've been in the wilderness for a bit. A little bit of a tough weekend for the boys, I saw, but you know you're gonna get those every now and then. Well, like we City did some. I mean, we this weekend was a it was a an exercise. We brought it upon ourselves. <laughs> I, I can't I mean connor told me you guys were playing at uh pack saddle and i was like no way really that's where you, to, cho- we, that's we where you chose to, to play but i don't know that he i don't know that maybe he hasn't played up there so well, he, he said that he played up there when he was younger and like had he was like I have, I've only good memories up there i remember it being really fun and jordan and i both kind of just like <laughs> i mean i remember when it was newish and it was in pretty good shape i thought it was fun but I also yeah, like it was fair. 100% a punishing mountain golf course. Right. Like, I and mean, like this, there was this is no Swan and Noah, you know. That was, well, now it's every bit at least. Love uh, that. It's yeah, it's in, it's in a bad state. That sucks. 
you hate to yeah. see one of the greats go down like that. So <clears throat> I don't know. But then we played we played Heritage this morning, and uh, it felt like a luxury experience. Like oh gosh, it was delightful. Heritage is in great shape this year. They've yes. done a phenomenal job with the course and the conditions and the, the extra management. money that they're, they're rolling in, you know? Yeah. The rain has certainly helped, but when you stack it up against what we played on the mountain yesterday, oh, it was man. like, it was like the die course. It was just like, Oh man, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. We were just, second ones off this morning. Didn't have anyone in front of us. Like not yeah, letting the, you play through the, a yeah. single went off well, a single was the only two time ahead of us. And dude must have been done with his round in like two hours flat walking. He was wow. hauling it. Yeah. Like we were playing quick Impressive. and we were we were getting on to eleven T and he was hitting into fourteen green. Jeez. Yeah, we kind of looked us. over his shoulder like what? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's moving. Well well, yeah. But awesome. we played we played from the tips this morning and it was like it honestly like really like Jordan and I talked about it. It like I, I always like like Heritage was always probably like my preferred city track. Um, sure, but like I appreciate its design even more now. Playing from the tips, like I've played from the tips before, but it's been a couple of years. Like before, I actually thought through a golf course, right? And it just plays completely different from the tips, and it's like oh, a yes. really fascinating. Like not even, like yeah, you have you have to hit a couple more drivers. And you have to hit a couple more, like your your five iron tee shots turn into three woods and stuff like that. But like, yeah, it, it just to to steal a big Randy phrase, it, it like asks a lot more questions. Like hazards oh, yeah. are at, hazards are more in more landing zones and stuff like that. It's really it's a really cool shot. So big fan. Well, that's great. I mean, that's a that's a that's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah, just a just a, an, an ideal municipal track. I I appreciate it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, before we lose all the listeners, we'll uh, we'll keep it moving here and, and yep. be, continue to be self-involved as we talk about other things. But um, um, just I, I mean, do we do we want to jump college football? Does anybody have anything to say about live golf before we move on? We're all fans of the beautiful game. I I'm here to tout my perfect golf betting record lifetime. Um, shout out to. Speaking of live golf, shout out to yeah, shout out to uh, one uh, uh, Cam Smith for um, allegedly helping fund my vacation to the Traders Inn Beach Club in Ormond Beach, Florida. Um, it's very nice of very nice of him uh, to do that. Before uh, now, I have to become uh, the world's biggest Sahith Tigala fan, which is unfortunate. But yeah. which, I've been, I've been laying the groundwork for that. I've been laying the groundwork for that for for a little bit now. So. Yes, yes. Um, no, I mean, you guys, you guys get anything on that? Things like golf, golf is different now. Pro golf. It just like it kind of, like it kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks in all directions. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's some underlying ickiness, sure. Um, there's some underlying just naked greed, sure. Some underlying like Greg Norman has kind of tried to do this before. So yeah. that's kind of weird, sure. Um, and then like on top of it, like I just like to watch compelling golf on tv and this is doing nothing to further my quest to watch compelling golf right. on tv but, i mean i i'll turn on whatever the freaking rocket mortgage open or whatever it is you know and, and just watch passively on the weekend i mean I, I i stay pretty tuned in but i don't know just juiceless golf yeah. is, there's also like, now even more juiceless chance. even yeah more juiceless than that so. that the live tour is like a, a front <clears> for 
buying nuclear secrets from from yeah, that, the United that States. That became government. a whole new thing so. over the weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> there is there is that non zero chance, as chance well. that Brooks and, and DJ have seen the codes, <clears throat> so to speak. Yeah. I mean this, this who knows how far well, this thing goes. America. Yeah. It's going great. Yeah. I mean listen, listen. <laughs> Things are Things are different, but yeah. Anyhow, yeah, like I said, it just it just seems more like a bummer really than anything else. And like it's I, I get super annoyed at like the like, well, the tour really screwed up, but I'm like, yeah, man, I know that too. Like I'm not dumb. Like No, I think that I mean that's the BJ tour has a problem and it's that yeah, the, the too many of their events have, don't matter. So like the tour could have done a lot to to make this better and head this off. Now, maybe anything they did probably wouldn't have kept people from turning down three hundred thousand dollars or three hundred million dollars or whatever. But right, like, right. That is it, sort it, of it does you know, not mean that, like, was going wherever the money came. Right. From. It doesn't mean that the PGA tour like couldn't have done it. Like I don't know. It just everybody sucks. Yeah. The same Pat Perez has Pat Perez ever won a tournament? It's been at least it's been forever since he has won a tournament. Who is this? Pat Perez. I mean, the dude has made millions being yeah. like the most mid. PGA Tour Pro possible, yeah. and then like, I, I mean, I gotta actually applaud his like forthrightness, just being like, I feel like I won the lottery, uh, and and he actually said that. So you know what? I mean, yeah. in, in a weird has... way, good for him. He seems like the worst, but oh, yeah. also like, uh, you know, at least he's honest about being the worst. You know, he has he didn't, three, he didn't... three PGA Tour wins. Cool. Let's hear him. The last one was the CIMB Classic in 2017. Uh. He won the OHL Classic at Mayakoba in 2016. Okay, one of the events everybody was on. Right, right for being for being crappy. That's now that's the Vedanta, the Vedanta yeah. properties, uh, <laughs> or whatever. And then won the Bob Hope Classic in 2009. Wow. Okay. Well, you which know. is part of the West Coast swing, like. No, one one big... no hope, no jobs, and no cash. It's yep. crazy. Hey, 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 um, love it. To make this kind of college football tangential if the the public investment fund that's <laughs> that's bankrolling this golf upstart were to start a college football adjacent similar kind of like we're going to poach college football from the NCAA who would be the first school to jump and why my money is on Texas A&M <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I it's, feel like, definitely, it's definitely well, like Texas A&M. A&M or NC State. Those are my two. Oh, NC State. I, know, I That's would. Very interesting. I would say I. I'll take a sleeper and say Maryland. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rutgers. I don't think they would get Rutgers could 40, also. I could. But... I could see Rutgers being into it as well. Maryland and Rutgers, one of birds of a feather, yeah. if you will. Um, famous Big Ten rivalry. <laughs> uh. Miami sleeper sleeper on the hurricanes as well. Um, they they seem like they would they would screw I feel it like up. You have to... They would they would try and then like there would be some sort of like a financial fault like like they didn't sign the papers or something and then they would have to come back. <laughs> we t- we took a handshake agreement and then <laughs> screwed the up the legal cleared. side of it. Right, <laughs> right. They're they're. Mr. Their booster is out here just like battling with random Florida Devin fans Shapiro. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think his name is John Ruiz now. Mm. So, um, oh, that's a great question, Jordan. It is 100. Uh, all right. Um, 
Well, shouts out to shouts out to Willie Z. Got his first PGA Tour win today. Yes, yeah. not without a little bit of little bit of clenching made, at the made end. The third made the third playoff hole real real fascinating. Everybody did. Shout out to Sepp Straka too. Love how they always point out that like they call him the big Austrian, but they're very quick to point out that he lives in Birmingham. <laughs> Why do we always feel like we have to follow this? He's up? Got like a, he's got like a southern accent. I yeah, think, it's I like, forget who it was. It's a longtime Alabama resident. It was uh, like either Shane okay. Bacon or Shane Ryan or somebody was like, I can't wait to see the first person with a southern accent play for the European Ryder Cup team. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What did I hear about him too? I heard one of the, he's like one of those guys who are like, <clears throat> you know, Seth Straka doesn't practice a lot. No. Plays a lot of golf. He just like plays money games with his buddies like all the time. Doesn't go like, beat oh. balls. Yeah. Like interesting. I mean, but I mean, how is playing golf all the time not more or less practicing? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. At I least four days a week. A, probably five days a week. He's at the course for eight hours. I think he doesn't practicing. hit. He doesn't hit five hundred balls on the track, man. Like Colin Morikawa every no. day. He's not a track. Um, <laughs> it was also hilarious because Willie Zalatoris uh, made his like ten or twelve foot par putt on the seventy second to like. Save his spot in the playoff and screamed, "What are they going to say now?" Which is <laughs> a completely out of pocket thing to have on your mind as you make a par putt on the seventy second hole. Not even to win. <laughs> Not <laughs> even to win. Just save it. Like he wasn't guaranteed. You know, what are they going to say now? But, so I think flexed on the seventy second hole. Just like, how is that the first? Like, as the ball is traveling, you're thinking about like, if this goes in, what am I going to do? <laughs> What are they gonna say now? Good throw, just like a, a super heavy suck, crotch chop, suck yeah. it. I, lo- I I love Will of Outdoors. More, more people funny. need to be more people need to be more willing to go to the crotch chop, suck it sooner. We've all, we've often said that more people. Need- <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that behavior from any of the like Aussie waves of special mm. teamers in college yeah. football. Like, oh, we did see. <laughs> didn't didn't famously didn't uh lsu's like wild boy punter brad wing get like he was like one of the worst recipient ever of that bad taunting penalty that would like oh, call yeah. the touchdown back he like he did like florida, a, wasn't it? hey yeah it was against florida um but yeah he like stunted on the guy who was trying to tackle him as he went in the end zone and they <laughs> brought it back uh brad wing well florida's got an australian punter right now the guy had a mullet last year he is issuing the mullet and he's going with um like epic uh Mr. Nucity style mustache right okay. now. Um pretty impressive. Miami's Australian punter is still around, still looks like he, you know, is a diesel mechanic. He's got an NIL deal with Dickies or something. I don't know. Nice. But um excellent. All right, well, shall we get into a little bit of football? I mean, why not? We're here. Let's do it. Ostensibly, that's why we're here. No time like the present. Um, Jason, bring us up to speed on the Dukes situation. Uh, the people are wondering. The Dukes are making the jump. The Dukes to, are making the jump. Uh, um, FBS football? The Football Bowl subdivision of Division One. They have been be. Division One for 45 years, so I want to make that very clear to everybody. And the Dozens of oh, you guys are Division One now, people. I have not swung on any of them, and I we are very proud of me for that. That's good. Um, I'm glad to know that the semantics still get you up in a in a lather. Obviously, yes, yeah. at all times. He's, as a communications guy, yes, Logan. I am contractually <laughs> obligated to get up in a lather about. Um, so yeah, this will be um, the Duke's first year. We are playing 
11 games of a possible 12. Um, it's a full FBS schedule. We are playing as a member of the Sunbelt. The Sunbelt Conference said that if we could find a fifth home uh, FBS game, then we could play a full FBS schedule or a full Sunbelt schedule. And we did so with the opener against um, Middle oh Tennessee. Thank you, Middle Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say East Tennessee. That's not right. <laughs> um, Middle Tennessee. And um, so we will play host to them and Marshall and the usual folks and we'll go to ODU this year and we'll go to App State this year and Jason I'm gonna be honest with you this schedule is not easy no it's it's daunting yeah we gotta North go Tennessee, our first North, Sunbelt game no slouch. is at noon yeah I mean I don't know much about Norfolk State I can't imagine they're great um they're they're FCS well I mean and not 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 on the Wait, wow that, the that took a while look, look at this guy just just dumping <laughs> dumping on FCF schools I don't even, it's, I don't even know it's, well. it's, it's uh, been you can't talk to us <laughs> um yeah at app you get Texas State is is our guy Everett still out there coaching no, ball not. dang ooh I'll do a quick check <clears> he's several, he's I believe he's two iterations removed at this point. yeah they they had a is is was is Spavitol the coach there or he was he? I don't know if he got fired or not Jordan Wasn't he like trying this weird strategy in which he was not recruiting? He was just relying like a hundred percent on transfers. It rings a bell. We'll see. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Um, Arkansas State, I think, has been not as good as they used to be. I think that's right. Oh, but their guys, coach sorry to is... interrupt. Quick, take Go a ahead. guess wherever Weathers is. Oh, he's. He a, is... I think I know the answer to this. Detroit Lions. Okay, you don't say. Detroit it, Lions quality control coach. No. He is at the collegiate version of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he is chief Vanderbilt. of staff to Temple Owls football coach oh. Stan Drayton. God, Stan Drayton. Could I have could I have told Stan. you Stan Drayton was the was the head coach of Temple? No, but that that uh, takes care of our Temple preview for this. Yeah, year. that's true. Things really went off the rails for Temple when Manny Diaz was the coach there for only like seven days. You know, ever since then. It's just been it's been tough. I forgot. That's where I, I actually thought Logan he was down in your neck of the woods last season. Who? Everett Withers was the defensive coordinator at FIU. Oh, FIU. Yeah. Go Panthers. Rare. Yeah. Um, just just taking the gander through JMU's schedule here. Yeah. Okay, maybe not as daunting as I originally thought, but I think it's gonna so be tough. Not easy. No, it's not easy. That yeah. game with Louisville. Will be yep. something. I think Marshall's supposed to be pretty good this year. Yep. Coastal should be probably really good again. I mean, by, by the numbers, the Sun Belt East is the best division in the group of five. ODU is going to be great. Good Obviously. to great. Um, I saw ODU's offensive coordinator recently resigned. Just, uh, resigned, I believe, on Friday. Do we, has there been any follow up in the Commonwealth about what happened there? If there has, I have not heard of it. I have also not sought it out, but I don't know. Yeah. Awkward the timing. timing, the timing of things would suggest maybe there was some improprietous behavior of of you know various. It's hard to tell. Classification. So we don't want right. to speculate. We, I would, I would never want to do that. Um, all right, cool. Well, go Dukes. We will keep a BDI. They cannot play in a bowl game this year, though, right? That is that's correct. That's yeah. the thing. Okay, but that next year the, they can. Well, that depends. Um, we are hoping that the the, the normal process is a two year transition. Um, where like, so it, it's kind of, kind of across three years, you're like, 
if year zero, you're full FCS, year one, you're mostly FCS, you can't play in the playoffs. Year two, you're mostly oh. FBS, can't get bowl game or conference title. OD, ODU did this, like this, yeah. this procedure, right? Okay. Right. So JMU, we have we have asked the NCAA to allow us to cut one of those years out. Um both because so the scholarship situation was already mostly solved because we had extra scholarships because of COVID. Um, we have been obviously very successful at the FCS level. Uh, we have more than enough attendance to justify moving immediately. We have worked out with our conference to get an early, like normally right after you declare you wouldn't play a full conference right. schedule, but the Sun Belts helped us out a lot there. Um, so it's just kind of a very, a very different situation. A, a, actually a unique situation from all the other move-ups. So we are hoping the NCAA grants us full FBS for the yeah. 2023 season. Full clemency. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hand it over. Who is this for? You're just like, I mean, not, not being like ridiculous here, but it's not like, it's not like there's anything to protect if Jamie goes to a bowl game, right? I mean, it's what this, the, the NCAA is pretty much only got like a couple more years anyway before they're they're out of here so maybe they want to just like hold on to the last little bit that they can no i could possibly speculate right uh, okay jason you don't have to answer this question for obvious Great, reasons, keep going. but uh <laughs> i will the alleged win total for entertainment purposes for the jmu dukes this year is six yeah, and a definitely, half definitely not getting involved in this Ooh, ooh. logan can you find seven on that schedule Norfolk State. That's one. Texas State. Two. You could probably find one of. You got to think you get one of um, Arkansas State or Georgia State. Okay. So that's three. We'll call it three and a half. I would have, I would, and I don't think very highly of where ODU's program is right now, but I just don't know if, like, by November 12th, is JMU deep in the season going to be deep enough to deal with? I mean, again, ODU, I don't know what their roster situation is either. They didn't even play football two years ago. So, like, they, you know, they've taken a year off. Maybe their new offensive coordinator has got the boys coached up by then, but I, I would imagine that's a toss up. And then, I don't think you're beating Marshall. I don't think you're beating Coastal or Louisville. I don't know. I think I'd go under. All right. We, we'll we make it clear. I can't place a wager on this because we don't have a lot of freedoms in this Commonwealth when it comes to in-state schools. But I don't um, really want to hear about your lack of freedoms. Yeah. Freedom here in Florida, and we can't bet on anybody to do anything. So <laughs> we are open for business except for if the business is – Placing friendly wagers to keep you engaged you on a college still football go to the Saturday. Dog track, can't you? <laughs> no, they closed that down too. Oh. Finally, thank God. Uh, you can go to the dog track and bet the ponies, though. Um, so sure. that's fun. Yeah. Maybe next, maybe one of these years, you guys come down. We'll go down to uh, the the, uh, the 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 horse races down in um, Coral Gables or in Miami. That would be Love an that. time. Make a pit stop at the Guitar Hotel. Go do drop a dime can, spot. I. I can and will wager on the ponies. Oh, well then we got to do it. Okay, let's move on to the what are they? The Pac-10, 12. Pac-10 now. The Pac. Part um, they are what a third of the strategic alliance. 
that was that was a thing for a couple. It of weeks. went great, <laughs> right? Really yeah. paid dividends. That was good. I'm glad that they did that um, for themselves mostly. Now the the Pac-12 preview that we have here is basically, to me, um, I have I have a, just two questions: Can USC possibly live up to like this kind of weird hype that they've generated with new coach and Caleb Williams as their quarterback? Because they certainly have the quarterback position filled out, and we all know that that's the most important thing to do. So that's very exciting, and their coach. Certainly likes to likes to draw up some some guys open. Um, the the other thing is, could Utah possibly live up to the like sort of preseason hype? Because we're doing this thing again that I don't think this is the first time we've done this, where it's like, oh man, Utah, you know, they're they're just they're they're big and bad, and they might be, but I I just have a tough time thinking that Utah is going to be able to that really any of these teams, but especially Utah is going to be able to go through a season like this unscathed. Um, I don't know. I mean, they looked great in the bowl game against Ohio State. That was one of the most fun bowl games I've watched in a while, the, the Rose Bowl last year. Um, but their quarterback did get knocked out, and they also let a receiver go for like 400 yards. So that wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement of a big, tough defense. Um, but it was Ohio State, and they were probably mad about Michigan and stuff. Yeah. But Ohio State's kind of in a class of their own when it comes to receiver play also, uh, which is fine. Yeah. The Pac-12 is going back to just the top two teams this year, right? They're not doing divisions. Ooh, that's a good question, Jason. I don't know. I think I think I remember that in amidst the just landscape of chaos that was 2022. No, summer. I think uh, I think they're still doing north and south. Let me let me pull my Athlon out yeah. here. Yeah, pull the Athlon um, out. Uh, I mean, the the big the big news story out of the Pac-12 this offseason though was that UCLA and USC are leaving for the Big Ten. Um, when 2024, something like that. I think that's the last I heard. That's always apt to change, right? So, I mean, that's weird. I think. <laughs> yeah, there's still a there's still a north south here, but yeah. USC and Utah are both in the south, right? Why did I hear that? Hold on a second. Yes. Yeah. So I did find it interesting, Logan. You mentioned the expectations for USC and Utah. Uh, when I was perusing some win total futures this afternoon, uh, USC's number is nine and a half. Utah's is eight and a half. So. Hmm. I did. Okay. So just to now you're derail getting better further, odds for USC. Just to derail this further, the divisional structure in the Pac-12, I believe, is just for scheduling. I believe it is the top two conference wins totals. Oh, nice. Okay. But I, it's, I could be wrong. I'm going cross-eyed. Hmm. Now, I'm looking at USC's schedule, and I must say, one could one could talk themselves into a lot of wins on the schedule. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, you know. like Utah's got that Florida game week one that could do any yeah. number of things for their season. What is the – do you have a line on that right now? I can find one. <laughs> I can provide such a thing. I'm just kind of curious, like cross-country trip, Utah, night game, swamp. At sea level. My black elevation card. boys. I, black I card, black card that. Billy. Black card Billy out here coaching the boys up. No, I mean, I, I think, I mean, maybe, do you think Florida is like going to be like a one-point favorite at home or something weird? 
I would guess like two and a half. Yeah, it is two and a half. Okay. Oh, they're dogs. They're two and a half point dogs. Ooh, interesting. I'm kind of. I guess I'm a little surprised that they're on the money line right now. Hmm. Hey, (laughs) ready to start telling lies early in the year. (laughs) I'll edit this part out. Don't worry. No, it's fine. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I mean that that is a tough, I guess, break for Utah. But I mean, looking at USC's schedule, (sighs) um, they play Utah in the middle of October, right before a bye. Is that and home or away for Utah? That is home game for Utah. Okay. And then that that's at Utah. And then, I mean, then uh, USC wraps up the season with Notre Dame, like Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I don't know. They play Rice. They play Stanford's going to be bad. I they're Oh, Fresno is not going to be terrible, but I don't know if Fresno is the team to beat USC week three. Um, also, is Jeff Tedford the coach at Fresno again? Is he back? I feel like I heard this. Could be very wrong. It's, he's correct. Yes. Yeah. Shout um, out to Jeff Tedford. Yeah. And Logan, you mentioned Stanford going to be bad again. I am disgusted that they went three and nine last year and signed f- seven four stars in the 2022 class. I don't see, I don't know how they do it. I mean, like, are they all tight ends and offensive linemen? Half three them. fullbacks. Uh, all right. <laughs> three fullbacks. Yeah. I mean. There's a linebacker. There's a running back. Yeah. They are still so. Stanford. I mean, it does help. Right, yeah. But what but does I that mean, mean, Jason? Put that into words. That you can get a pretty good education at Stanford. Sure. Mom, moms love Stanford. College football players love moms. Some yeah. more than others. But, well. yeah. But I mean, you could run down the list of most of these schools and. I mean, you get a good education at Rice. I don't see Rice, and they're in Texas. I don't see them collecting. I don't know stars. that there's more than like a couple of schools in the country that can say you can play in the Pac-12 and it's Stanford. Like yeah. Cal Berkeley's I mean, pretty I good. Don't think you, uh, you don't think UCLA, Cal Berkeley, and USC are all pretty good schools? Again, great schools. It's I mean, I understand. Yeah. And Stanford while we're ragging is... on, while I'm ragging on Stanford, at what <laughs> I mean, point listen, I'm here does for this. David language. Shaw get on the hot seat. Or is that, that is like, that is my question. I would love to know the answer to that for two or three years. I've always thought he's always like, oh, is he going to be the Steelers coach? Like, really, the guy who can't go three and nine in the broke Pac-12 with USC and Oregon sucking? No, give me right. a break. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, how long do you think David Shaw's been at Stanford? A long time, twelve like years, eleven, right? twelve years. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. He is That's crazy. 93 and 45 overall. I mean, right, he was the he trend ha- is not good. No, it's not. He went so <laughs> yeah. he won nine games in 17 and 18. Then he went four and eight in 2019. Then he was four and two in the weird COVID season. So, like, right. maybe that's an eight win season. I don't know. It um, could be four and eight. Or I've he could have do straight. that trick a lot. A lot. That's very fair. Um, and then they were, yeah, they were three and nine last year. So, I would think if he has a bad year this year he's probably on the hot seat if you I, mean, I guess he could like have a disastrous year and get fired but i'd be surprised yeah i mean i'm i'm with you i just it seems like they've been trending in the wrong direction they haven't like they some they somehow churn out like a, a big big strong quarterback that like gets some run in the nfl still and the guy like who's who's old davis webb or whatever isn't that who that uh the the texans quarterback or he played for the texans a bit last year like i think he was a stanford guy but like 
outside of just tight ends and offensive tackles and large white lumbering quarterbacks, I, I don't, there's not like a Cerebral ton to love. linebackers. Not, not a ton to love there. I Davis feel like Webb they try does, to do the like Wisconsin thing. Davis but. Webb does look like a Stanford guy, but he huge went to neck. Test. You seen the didn't, neck? Yeah, didn't you see the neck on Davis, Davis Webb? That's what I mean. <laughs> Yes. He yes. looks like a Stanford boy, but he is a Texas Tech and Cal Berkeley boy. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah. All right. Well, even worse, they don't turn out quarterbacks that are middling NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> the one thing we tried to give them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, cool. Well, go um, uh, go pack. Any, any other things that you guys are keeping an eye on in the Pac-12 this year? Yes. Let's hear it. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., former Indiana electric factory, a quarterback is now a Washington Husky. He's paired up with Kalen DeBoer, first year head coach who ran kind of the spicy offense at Fresno state for a couple of years. So I'm excited to see what that could potentially turn into. And Washington was one of those teams that I think going into last year, I'm pretty sure Phil still had them on his like teams that like they were poised to be good. And then I don't think the Jimmy Lake experience went very well there. He was fired mid season, something, obviously like maybe borderline bad, really like bad tragic happened there and he got fired. Um, so didn't seem like a great guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so DeBoer probably walks into a decent situation with a decent quarterback. So Washington, maybe, maybe one year late on the Phil Steele prediction. Um, you know, maybe they could get a little frisky in the North and then Oregon is going to be breaking in Dan Lanning as the head coach. Um, but, they always seem like they're going to have a talented team. They recruit well still. And uh, I, I'm interested to see what like a defensive coordinator turned head coach situation looks like at Oregon though. Cause that doesn't necessarily seem to be on brand for the ducks. Yeah. Especially watched the Georgia offense the last two years and like ridiculous amount of on-field success with that. <laughs> Which, you know, will continue to stick in my crawl because I don't like when things like that are rewarded, but yeah. it's fine. Well, Cal Cal made a defensive centric hire a few years ago, and that's not going great for them. So Yeah, he's a, is he still the coach there? Yeah. Year is it, five or six now. Is it Wilcox? Is that his name? Yeah. Justin Wilcox? Yeah. Um he's managed to hold on to that job weirdly. People really like him. He must be like a very affable dude because you're right it has not gone well in the post sunny dykes era at cal okay um jason you got any other pac-12 things oh um jason can you name the starting quarterback at arizona state not even a little bit oh get in the caravan baby it's emory jones let's go Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's back um i mean that that is kind of related to my my only literally my only deep and abiding wish for the pac-12 is that they continue providing nonsensical chaos. That's all I want. I don't I don't expect them to produce a playoff team. I don't expect, like, I'm not going to be disappointed in anybody. I just want them to be crazy. That's all I've ever wanted. And just give me that, and I'm happy. I want to watch Washington State. Thread, yeah. Uh, we've got a North Dakota State at Arizona game on the schedule. Oh, Ooh, I'm very interested to see how that goes. That's going to go poorly. Because Arizona's like 123 the last two seasons. Yeah, they're they- real bad. They've been I think very North bad. Coast State's going to win that game by multiple touchdowns. Wow. You heard it here first. Write the checks. <laughs> Get it. Print the shirts. <laughs> it will be fascinating. Is that game early in the year? 
it should be should one be. of the first three uh, weeks. Yeah, I would think it'd be an August game or I mean a September game. So if it's real toasty in Arizona, it'd be real funny to watch those Fargo boys come down there. Yeah, but they play in a dome. They play in that little climate controlled dome. They're dome golfers. Uh, it's September seventeenth. A real track man football boys. So the desert heat will be long gone. Will it? I have no experience with Arizona heat. Well, it's a dry it's heat. it's awful. It's a it's people people listen. I could talk about this ad nauseum. <laughs> it is. I don't lo- I don't love I don't love the Arizona heat. It's very hot. I I prefer the Arizona Las Vegas desert heat to the Florida heat that we experienced. That's what I have heard, but I have not experienced Arizona. But it's I'm just different kinds of unpleasant. Yes. But I prefer the kind where I'm not also moist. I mean, I, I suppose that's true. But like, if we were playing golf on June 24th in Arizona, we would not have been outside. Like, it would have been too hot to play at one in the afternoon for sure. Maybe possible. I have no idea. Maybe I'm just. I mean, if it's nine degrees and muggy here, like I, I agree with you. It's miserable. 120 is really hot. And I, I think yeah. people just like try to equate these things. Like if it was 90 and dry versus 90 and wet, then yeah, sure. I, I'm with you. But like yeah. those, those two things don't coincide. So right. anyhow. Well, we can get our so. Arizona experts <laughs> on the hook later yeah, on. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get uh, Dr. Smith. Doctor of Meteorology, in. Colin Smith. <laughs> Okay, boys, let's talk a little Big 12 here. Another conference in transition. Um, Speaking of Sonny Dykes, that would have been a yes. great segue. He's Speaking, back. Yeah, good point. Back in the saddle. Um, I have pulled up here the Big 12 um, helmet schedule so I can actually see every team's schedule. Um, forgot to do that for the last one. Uh, see what's oh, going on here. Before, sorry, I'm going to go tiptoe ahead. back to the Big 12, uh, Pac-12 Please. real quick. My on-the-record uh, win total future that I'm taking in the Pac-12, Cal under five and a half wins this year. Love it. Book it. All right, All right so back to the Big 12. Let's move Thanks. to the Big 12 here. So the big story here is, I believe this is a year for Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Is that true? Say this that again. They, 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 this is their last year in, as Big 12 members. It feels that way. I think it is. Jason? I thought that move was a couple years from now. Hmm. So maybe, la- it's supp- maybe it's supposed to be, but the understanding is that this is likely to be their last there's, year. There's like a very real chance the last the year. year. So right. the, the official agreement says that they'll move July 1, 2025. I don't think anybody honestly believes that's the case. And okay. it'll likely happen like some spring, just a release will get dropped. Hey, it's happening this the weekend summer. of the final four. I'm just really excited to get Texas, Texas A&M back on the yeah. schedule as an annual thing. I would, I'm really looking forward to Texas A&M taking that really well and finding ways yeah. to lose that game and blame the it on message like, board Nick Saban. Twitter account has been delightful. Oh my God. Yes. I love message board geniuses. Uh, it is a flawless Twitter account. It is really good. Really good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the, the, the big 12, is is the big 12 i mean we'll we'll see what happens with them um they're going to be welcoming some new schools 
2025, right? I believe UCF, uh, BYU. That's two. Are there any others? Oh, yeah. Houston, Natty. Four. They will be welcoming four schools to the Big 12, uh, coinciding, I guess, with Texas leaving. So um, I'm sure that that might mean there might be more reason for Texas not to, and Texas and Oklahoma not to leave. I'm sure Oklahoma fans will take kindly to me just breezing over them. Um, but uh, yeah. No, so that that's why that's another reason why people think that Texas Oklahoma is going to get well before that because those four join summer of 2024. Oh, they do. Okay. That would be a wild conference year with all of those teams in there. Um, Texas versus Houston as a conference game. I like, I feel like UCF is a, is an ideological fit for the big 12. Yes. Like kind of a crappy academic school, but electric offense and uh, you know, defense, eh, who knows who's to say, Um seems, I mean, Houston, I think, makes a lot of sense. So Houston might be decent this year, side note. Go I think we, I think the Big we 12... Need to flag, we need to flag Houston for, for follow-up this year. Considering they, they seemed to be not at all prepared for the one thing that everybody was positive was going to happen for years, <laughs> right. um, I think they did as good a job as they could have done. I think they got the four best options on the table. So They moved quickly. Yeah. Except for Notre Dame. But I don't know that I don't know that Notre Dame was a good fit for the Big Twelve. How so funny would that have been? Notre Dame just panics like first thing is like, oh, we're joining the Big Twelve. <laughs> that would have been even funnier if they joined we're the Pac-10. We're a package 10 deal then... with UCF. Yeah. <laughs> Gold helmet boys, we do it. Golden yeah. Domers for life. <laughs> UCF. Uh, I always go back and read the Godfrey tweet occasionally, just because he ended. <laughs> He really ended UCF there. I love, I love a good, I love, I love good um, sparring with, with other, with other people who have gone to different schools. You know, it's yeah. always fun. Okay, what do you guys? Um, what's 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 pressing you on the Big Twelve this year? Oh, uh, we've got a JT Daniels signing. In yeah, Oregon Town. <laughs> oh yeah, and they open their season at Pitt on a oh, Thursday, yeah. which is yeah. tight. West Virginia I think plays. At Pitt and at Virginia Tech this year isn't uh, sweet isn't the, that backyard brawl isn't that a week zero game? Uh, yeah. It's on September third, so September 3rd, maybe so week one. okay. The week yeah. one, yeah. week zero is August twenty seventh. Yeah, correct. That's right. right. Um, I've also got uh, Duke Kansas on September twenty fourth. I have a calendar item in my phone to bet the over for that. Really it's going over? Yep. Okay. They played last year. Put up 85 points. Okay. Duke is still not good. Kansas they are not. returns a lot. Um, Kansas, Kansas lapped both. their win total last year. Not that I would know that at all. Yeah, well, Kansas and TCU are both top 10 nationally in returning production uh, mm-hmm. this season. Oh, sweet. Because if I could return any team's production, it's Kansas's. That's the team's production I, I want to listen to. Their QB could do some stuff. He's, last year was I mean, they beat Texas. There was yeah. a new head coach, right? Yeah, isn't that old boy from? Uh, oh, where is he from? Who is who's Kansas's coach? Talk to I me. I got it. Oh, God, I've lost my edge. I'm really out of it here. Lance Leopold. Yes, yes. The Leaper. We're leaping for Leopold, is what they from, say in Lawrence. From where? Um, Buffalo. Oh boy. 
and before that Wisconsin Whitewater. Right, so right, right. Put some yeah. respect. I, I remember he was a D three, D three god. G A W D. Bad bulls galore. Right. Um. We got I. We got we got the El Asico on September tenth. Yeah. Iowa Shout State. out to the schedulers for giving us a, a rivalry game in week two. Right off the rip. That same week we have Texas against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Another rivalry game. Of just Baylor at BYU. An SEC West matchup for the ages, Texas against Alabama. Just a preview of things to come. I'm sure Texas will be really excited to catch these hands in HD from wish, like one of the most tuned up Alabama teams we've probably seen yeah. in, in a handful of years. I wish I, I forget what happened this past week and Sport Genius is found to the post. They're just like, oh God, Alabama's gonna murder us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think That's Texas a- also lost a, a starting receiver and their starting left yeah, and right tackle like today. to seal injuries today which is yeah. which is no good um side note guys i think alabama is going to be really really good this year just like extra extra, um, extra not like oh look their quarterback is you know really keeping them in games yeah. this year it's like no, no no i think they're gonna destroy people. i think they're gonna mangle some some fools mm-hmm. um which is exciting for us all uh you mentioned sunny dykes he is now the head coach at tcu things seem to be going okay there early on it's TCU, whatever. We'll see how it goes. Um, he seems like a good fit there. He's been a bit of a nomad, which is interesting. But I think maybe he, that Cal job wasn't a great fit for him. Yeah. Um, but he made it work out there. Shout out to Jared Goff. Um, how do we think the Brent Venables thing is going at Oklahoma. Anybody got, anybody got any thoughts there? Uh, I think it would go great for the next two years, at least. Well, I mean, yeah. they just had, like, they had a Gundy fella situation. Wow. They did. Yeah, they had a situation. There might, was some, might be a harbinger. Some <laughs> some some uh, inappropriate language was used, and a gentleman named Kale Gundy. I don't think any relation to Mike Gundy. No, but it's uh, a really Big Twelve wrestler's name. Yeah, Kale Kale Gundy uh, resigned from the program. I don't, I don't know that he was had an extremely prominent role on field coaching, but um, regardless, uh, not a tremendous look, not a tremendous start. Um, I'm pretty sure he's Mike Gundy's brother. Oh, okay, Kale Kale and Mike. But I think I think Mike Gundy commented on it like this week. I thought I like heard someone explicitly say they were not related. I think it could could have been the opposite. It's by marriage only. I want (laughs) they're common law brothers. He ain't kin. Clear about this. He ain't kin to me. Um, (laughs) Baylor had a pretty surprisingly good year last year. Um, I could see them uh, have been okay this year. They have a tough game with at BYU on September 10th, which seems like a bit of a. That's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, that that could be fun, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll keep an eye on Baylor. You know, they're, they're slowly uh, I, working I their way back into good graces. I took a quick look-see through. Couldn't find anybody who's clearly a hot seat candidate this year in the Big 12, unless Mike Gundy wears more out-of-pocket T-shirts at the lake. Um, I don't know. Might might be yeah, smooth sailing I think, in the Big 12. I, if West Virginia goes like 3-9, and nine, I could see – some people doing the like, why do we hire this guy? You know, like, cause I, I thought Neil Brown was supposed to be like, come in and kind of restore West Virginia gun offense, you know, fun stuff. And they've been, I, I would say maybe a little underwhelming. I don't know if they've been bad, 
bad enough even to warrant him being on the hot seat. But if you have a really bad season, basically you can go from zero hot seat to getting fired. I.e., one Dan Daniel Mullen. We all remember one <laughs> Mullen, comma Daniel. Don't, don't don't far be it for me to remind you of my personal traumas that I've lived through handful of years but um yeah okay cool so you know not a whole lot cooking here on the big 12 uh do we see a playoff team emerging from this conference i don't oh, no. really no i do if, not yeah i mean someone's got to go undefeated and that's someone the most likely undefeated team is baylor yeah and see the weird but thing is season is tough athlon has them projected to go 10 and 2 this season. Their win total number for entertainment purposes only, wink right. wink, is eight. Sure. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> There's something to be done there. I just don't know. I haven't figured out what it is yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule. They play Albany, they go to BYU, then they have Texas State. At Iowa State, Oklahoma State, they got to buy smack dab in the middle of the season. They're at West Virginia on a Thursday night. That could get weird. Yes. Uh, but they, I mean, the end of their season is Oklahoma, K State, Texas Christian, and at Texas. I mean, that is not like the easiest wrap up four games um, in 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 this conference. But. I don't know. Last year they were like they were they were kind of a Utah-ish team though. They were they played like really good defense and won. Seemed like they won a bunch of games. They they will be breaking in a new quarterback there, Jordan. So, yeah. you know, maybe there's some uh, early season potential for some wonkiness, especially at BYU. BYU, I think, you know, stands to maybe be returning a good amount of 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 stuff on on defense at least. So, we'll see. But yeah, I don't. I mean, again, we've reviewed two. Uh, power five conferences here and we don't have any like i think real playoff contenders yep unless you want to talk yourself into usc going undefeated or utah or utah Uh, you're right no utah utah is probably the best option of of all so far i think they have the highest ceiling of any of these teams correct what is um let's let me just see if i can Okay, what conference are they in? That was the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Circle back here to Utah. All right, at Florida, week one. Then we got Southern Utah, San Diego State, without the punt god. At Arizona State, Oregon State, UCLA, USC right in the middle of the season before bye. At Washington State on a Thursday. You know how that goes. That's the game where they're undefeated coming off a bye, and then they go to uh, Washington State. They go to Pullman on a Thursday night, and just it rains. rains. (laughs) It rains, and they just lay an absolute egg. Uh, And then they got Arizona Stanford at Oregon at Colorado. I mean, you're you're probably right. Of course. No, I mean, it's hard to win a football game, Jordan. People are saying. But assuming they get past Florida, which I think they got a pretty good chance of that, in in week one unless unless florida is just like holding a lot of cards to their chest and anthony richardson is going to be like awesome um which would be great i would be i would be all for that but i don't necessarily i'm not i'm not banking on that happening certainly especially given the amount of we like to control the clock and control the ball 
play good defense and sound complimentary football talk I heard in the preseason. I don't know that Florida is going to necessarily like step on the gas week one. I think it would be a great, great thing to do week one, especially against a Utah team that is likely to be um, unfamiliar maybe with the environment, but um, you know, I'm not calling the place. So yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for Utah, but I mean, it looks, I don't want to say smooth sailing, but you get that USC game on October 15th. You get a, a good run to get it tuned up for USC. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we chose both of these conferences to, to knock our personal rust off intentionally. Correct. There's, there's yeah. not a ton of heavy-hitting candidates here. So I think we've achieved that. So anyhow, all right, cool. Well, uh, you guys got uh, anything else? What's, you know, anything else caught in your crawl i don't think so Looks how like many more weeks how many more weeks you guys got in uh golf season mm. we got uh three more league matches how what are the standings like how are we doing we are currently in second place got uh, any any matches against the first place uh yeah we, boys? we got our next it. our final three matches are all against top five Wow. So. You guys got the Baylor schedule. Good for Including you. the leaders. So we got a chance to to hang a hang a shutout on them if we play our cards right. We picked up two and a half points on them this past week, I think. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's a chance for a lot of movement to be had. It's exciting it. times. That is good, exciting. Good good vibes for good weather. That's what we're needing. Yep. Right. Give, give us a chance. <laughs> All I need is a chance. That's all I need is to put these Strixons to work, you know. Just that's all I said. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Love it. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, always a pleasure seeing you guys. And uh, to the listeners, if you made it this far, God bless you. Thanks for riding with us. Uh, you can find the Wheel Route Podcast at the Wheel Route on Twitter. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We promise to do better next week as we continue our quest to get back into mid-season form. Uh, thewheelroute.com is the website you can stream the show there or get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service otherwise we love you go Gators see ya go Hoos go Dukes go Dukes <laughs> <laughs>